Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Brashank. And I'm your host, Andreas. And today, it's a brand new Monday, March 27th, 2023, almost the end of March. Andreas, what's happening? Man, cannot believe it's already the end of March. Can you believe that? Like, honestly, time is flying by, and I don't know how I feel about it. But, you know, at least besides this snowstorm we got over the weekend, it's once again nice and looking like a lot of spring. So I'm very excited. How about you, Bishan? What's up with you? Not much. Um, Yeah, we did get that big storm. Not big, but a significant amount of snow. Um, most of it's melted now, which is great. Looking at the long-term forecast, I was looking at the Farmer's Almanac, which is fairly, you know, it's a good, it's not, I don't take it as a Bible, obviously, for weather, but it's not, it's a good indication. It says, you know, throughout April, there's going to be a little bit of rain, a little bit of snow, so it's going to be that slushy weather. But I think, you know, looking at the temperatures in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be above positives for the most part. So I think it is going to start melting. We're going to get a lot, see a lot of, water around the streets out here um but other than that you know as as i'm enjoying the longer and longer days like i noticed the other over the weekend that it got it didn't the sun didn't fully set or it didn't get dark until like 7 30 almost 7 40 which is amazing to see we love that so you know just looking forward to the spring and the flowers finally blooming the trees blossoming all that fun stuff that comes with spring I know I'm very excited for the trees to start having trees and yeah, um, just seeing some flowers blooming. Absolutely. So Andres, what did you learn this past week? What did I learn this past week? That is a very good question, Brishank. Um, well, I learned this is just something funny, uh, but I learned that um, that Biden does not like the Toronto leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Because they won against the Chargers, I believe so. So that's why he he said on the address to Parliament that he didn't uh, like the he didn't like the leaves. Of course, he meant that as a joke, but it was just very funny because I think that's a very Canadian sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone against the leaves. Uh, but besides that, another thing that I did learn, uh, because you know, with Biden coming in visit, uh, it's just like you mentioned, like that he was going to Redaw Cottage. And I'm just like, wait, doesn't the prime minister live in 24 Sussex? So then I just did a little bit of research and like read a little bit about it and why the Trudeaus are living in Rideau Cottage rather than 24 Sussex. So for our listeners out there, why is that, Andreas? So, well, yeah, I guess I have to explain myself. Um, so that is because after an audit that was done on 24 Sussex, which is the equivalent to... I don't know if you would agree with Shamu, kind of like the White House for the States or like 10 Downing Street for people in the UK. Um, it's um, So after the audit they did, they found that there were too many repairs that needed to be done um, based on the state of the building. So apparently there were cracks in the windows. So of course, there's not that, that much energy conservation, which is something you want especially up here up north because of the winter. You don't want energy to be lost. Um, then there was also uh, apparently uh, the wire, there was some issues with the wiring. There was no sprinklers or something like that. I think I read. Um, of course, there's asbestos and that's like a huge thing that a lot of buildings 
are getting trying to get rid of so it sounded like a lot of renovations and reparations needed to be done to 24 sussex that in a certain way for them to carry them out uh the prime minister and his family could not live there so that's why they moved to the Rideau cottage which is kind of like on that part of buildings where also the governor general lives so like i mean it's still like um like a property of the government but now it's on a different one which honestly looks very cute absolutely and another fun fact for you is that Rideau hall um where the Rideau cottage is like the whole area it's actually managed by NCC, my current employer. Wow, look at you, Bishang. So maybe you should go on audit the Riddle Cottage so you get to hang out with the Trudeaus. I know some people that actually work at, out, out from Riddle Hall. Um, I would love to go visit. Maybe I'll, I know it's free to go visit Riddle Hall as a tour, like, you know, as an outsider. So maybe got to do that one day. Maybe when you're in town, we can go I to Riddle Hall tour. You should. I think you should do that. Take advantage of it, Bishang. Absolutely. Um, it's funny you learned about Biden because, you know, I, I also learned something about Biden, maybe due to the fact that he was here in Ottawa on the 23rd and the 24th. Um, so for me, what I learned is about his motorcade, actually, because, you know, when I went into the office, though, there was a big hubbub about Biden coming. So the tra- traffic in downtown was going to be very chaotic. And then when I went for lunch on Thursday, you know, they had started setting up for the motorcade and security, and it was pretty cool to see it all come together. Obviously, I missed Biden because um, he came. He went from the airport straight to Rideau Hall at the night, and the next day I didn't go into downtown. But the motorcade, first of all, was very, very long. I, I watched a live stream of, you know, his him coming off the plane and the motorcade going from the airport to Rideau Hall, and it was such a long motorcade. There's lots of videos out there. And, you know, I had seen it in videos and other things, but just seeing it in Canada was pretty cool. But the cool fact that I did learn is that, so the motorcade and all the armored vehicles that, you know, the POTUS rides in is known as a beast. Um, It's apparently a Cadillac car, or if you want, armored car, I guess. That's what they say it is. It's, quite heavily armored but the really cool thing part is they actually fly that in one of those big large c-17 globemaster aircrafts which is those big planes i'm sure you know you've seen even if you don't know what it's called it's those big military aircrafts that they use to transport the beast and other um, heavy armored vehicles you know for the secret service for staff for the first lady as well right so Mm -hmm. there's There's just so much that goes into transporting the president of the United States and makes sense, right? He's probably one of the, if not the most important person on earth, as much as we don't want to say that is the case, it is certainly the case. I, I, you know, I don't think there's any other more important person than the president of the United States, no matter how much we want to deny it. That is fair. Yeah. So yeah, just the whole thing. Cause even a couple hours before he actually came here. There's there was a couple of military aircrafts from the U.S. coming back and forth, dropping off some of the cars, armored cars, in you know into Ottawa and just tracking the flights that go into it. And on top of that, I was tracking the airport um, tower ATC, as you know, as one does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
just the whole system of how they shut down the airport to other traffic, public traffic. So, you know, right like an hour or 30 minutes before the president came to Ottawa, they shut down the airport. Other commercial planes were put on hold patterns or even returned back to where they came from. I saw there was that one flight coming in from Toronto that got, you know, that went in a hold pattern for a little bit, but then they got sent back because I guess Joe Biden was delayed or something. And then even on the way out, they shut down the airport and flights were delayed. So just the whole, it's almost a spectacle, right? Like I know a lot of people were annoyed because there's so much traffic in downtown because they had shut down roads or shut down bridges. But honestly, for me, I I really like the whole concept of it. Obviously, it's not for people that have to get somewhere during that hour or hours or days. It is a little bit hectic, but I'm sure there's different accommodations and it, it wasn't like people were blindsided right like the city had put out plans road closures ahead of time so people definitely knew so i think i overall it was such a cool thing to experience and just see sadly i did not see the motorcade in person um or the air force one it was although when it took off i saw like the plane once it was super high up i saw it so i don't know if that counts or not probably not but I know people that were downtown or along Sussex Road, people saw the motorcade. There's this one video that I saw on Reddit where a woman, she posted and, she, you know, the whole motorcade went by her and she said she, her kids waved to um, the president and the first lady. So overall, I thought it was a really cool experience. Uh, I would have loved to be more, you know, closer to the whole thing, but obviously because I live so far, it didn't happen. But maybe next time, whether it's in Ottawa or in the U.S., would love to experience it. I hope that for you, so then you can talk talk to us about the experience of it. Absolutely. So yeah, lots of things to learn, but Rideau Hall definitely on my list to go visit as well. Perfect. So, Bushing, as we move on into our conversation, what are we going to talk about today? So today we have a really fun topic. It's just, you know, keep it simple because I know you're super busy with school. I'm super busy with work. It's just one of those, you know, month and weeks um, for you. Your next month, next three weeks is going to be super crazy with wrapping up your master's program. But today's episode is going to be about choice of beverage in the morning, afternoon, nighttime, whatever it is, right? The big old debate of coffee versus tea and pretty much whatever your preferences are. Absolutely. Let's dive into it. Exactly. So, Andres, what is your choice? First thing you wake up in the morning, you know, whether you're going to work or school, what do you grab from Starbucks, from Timmy's? Or if you if you make it at home, what do you what do you make? Um. So, nowadays, when I wake up, I have a, a glass of water. <laughs> That's what I have first Res- thing in the morning. Responsible. Very responsible of me. You know, I'm old Brashank. <laughs> I need to get my <laughs> system started the right way. Um, so I would say if you have asked me this question, let's say, honestly, like two, three years ago, I would say coffee besides like water. Uh, coffee would be my first thing but nowadays it sounds okay one of them like I mean it sounds like a very like it's either tea nowadays like some stuff like 
uh, but not like an herbal tea. Herbal teas are like are for later, but it will be more like a black tea uh, with the milk or um, kind of like a London fog, uh, a matcha, a chai, something around those lines. I would like to either make myself in the morning or go and get it at a local coffee shop because I live in Montreal and so Timmy's and Starbucks are pretty this like they're pretty far apart and not everywhere um you can act there's a lot more actual local coffee shops so i'll get them from there um or if i'm very bro or i did not have breakfast then it'll be a protein shake <laughs> oh that that's pretty cool i mean it's nothing too fancy honestly it's just protein powder and then just either milk or water <laughs> it's nothing super fancy <laughs> do you ever like blend some fruits in there as well or not really Uh, sometimes I do. Sometimes when I have one more of a heftier breakfast, then I'll do that. But also, I'm not a breakfast person, and we can talk about that later. Uh, but in order to, like, set something in my stomach, that's, like, the first beverage has to set my stomach. So that's why I also like having, like, a protein shake in the morning, because then it's fulfilling, but then it sets my stomach properly. But, yeah, I try to steer away from coffee as, like, the first thing to have in the morning. Uh, I can have it, like, if I have coffee, either it will be after that, once, like, you know, around 9 to 10, something around those lines, or later in the day. Like, coffee doesn't really uh, doesn't really have, like, that big of an effect on me towards the end of the day. It's not like, like, right now, we're recording around 7-ish in the evening. I could have coffee, and I could still go to bed. Um, so, yeah, how about you, Rishang? What What is your first... What is the first thing you grab in terms of liquid in the morning? Yeah, so first thing, I think my answer is very similar to yours. Because if you would have asked me years ago, you know, it would have definitely been coffee. But in the last four or five years, I would say I have switched over to tea. Um, I'm a big tea drinker. Obviously, being brown, tea is much bigger than coffee. So maybe it's part of my genes. But nonetheless, I think. The first thing, and these days it's more like I don't put milk or sugar in it, really. That's sometimes on the weekends when I'm, you know, feeling extra special. But most of the times on the mornings, whether I'm, you know, working from home or going to the office, I'll make a cup of tea, you know, just throw some boiling water with some tea bags. Um, I love my tea. I'm a big tea connoisseur. Obviously, you know this, Andres, because I have so much tea at home. I do know um, that. Whether it's herbal tea or just, you know, like Earl Grey, more uh, English breakfast, whatever it is. These days, my big uh, tea has been a source from straight from the UK, actually. So when Agrima went there, she grabbed this sampler pack. It came with almost six flavors and each of them has like 10 bags. And honest to God, it's one of my favorite tea flavors. There's six flavors. All of them are very, very good. Much better than the tea that you can get here. Uh, maybe it's just psychological, but nonetheless, I think it's very, it was very, it tasted a lot better than normal tea here. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I mean, they're British. They do know their teas. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, th these days it's a, you know, definitely I love drinking tea. And if I go into the office, you know, most of the time it's Tuesdays, Thursdays or Wednesdays, Thursdays. There's a coffee shop right below where my work is. I don't go every time I go to the office. It's those days where I'm feeling very tired or I just need, you know, a warm beverage in my hand on the way to work. I'll grab like a latte or a mocha. My go-to drink is a mocha when it's not 
tea. Um, so yeah, those are my morning choice of beverages. Nice, very solid choices. So why a mocha for Shank? I think I just like that little bit of sweetness for me. So the evolution of coffee has been quite the arc almost because you know back in the day in high school and early university i used to drink french vanillas we love those french vanillas from tim horns right that's your i think for everyone that goes to tim horns for their first time first couple times their go-to drink is a french vanilla because especially in my case I, i've never had a french vanilla before tim horns right that was the first time i had it and i got hooked onto it instantly and then from there i slowly went to a double double so for people that don't know what a double double is two cream two sugar you know with coffee and then switched over to one cream one sugar also known as a regular coffee from there in my third and fourth year slowly when third year mostly went into black coffee phase so i went you know almost a year drinking just black coffee and i think that's just to help i don't even know what it was because i remember back in the day when i drank coffee it didn't really help me too much. It was more for the flavor. It didn't really do anything like similar to yours. It didn't really keep me up or anything. But even then, I still liked having you know a warm cup of coffee, especially living in Res. We got we got those credits from residence, you know, per semester. We use those at Starbucks or Tim Hortons. And then from the black coffee phase, I went to steep tea. So I love my steep tea from Tim Hortons. Um, whether it's a double-double or regular, went to steep tea. And since then, so after fourth year and, you know, started working, I did drink coffee here and there. I, I would grab Starbucks occasionally and McDonald's coffee more than Tim's in the recent time because McDonald's coffee has much, been much better than Tim's in the last couple, of, you know, four or five years. But I haven't really gone back to coffee all too, too much because I think I find out these days that coffee really makes me very very anxious and jittery almost not too jittery but anxious it makes like it raises my anxiety quite a bit and i'm not sure why that is it, this has only been in the last couple of years maybe it's because you know since covid i haven't drank too much coffee outside the house maybe once a week or something like that but these days when i do drink coffee it makes me pretty anxious so i try to avoid it um but with mochas, I think there's that combination of hot chocolate and coffee, so it's a little bit more diluted, I want to say. And and tea, obviously, much less caffeine content than coffee, so I think it's a little bit better for me overall. Well, I see. I see, I see. Well, it sounds like either your body became sensitive, yeah, sensitive to coffee, or your, just your nervous system is actually now reacting to the caffeine. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is because if I have like, you know, tea, which is obviously a lot less caffeine content, I can deal with it perfectly fine. It's just when I have coffee and I'll, I've also feel myself when I have like, you know, a small versus a medium versus a large, I can feel myself dif different levels of anxiety. So yeah. whether it's psychological at this point or it is true, it is to the point where I don't drink coffee as much as I used to just because I do feel more anxious. That is fair. I mean, at the end of the day, that's like, I mean, the amount of caffeine, it does that. And like, each body reacts differently. And like, I mean, as we age, probably some people, I mean, it really, yeah, it also really depends how much, how often do you drink coffee. But I mean, tea does the trick for me. 
Yeah, and with with coffee, I think it was you know it was almost like I don't want to say it is, but it almost feels like peer pressure, especially university, right? You always ask your friends or even family be like, "Hey, I'm gonna grab some coffee. Do you want some?" And then they'll grab you some. It's like it's almost like a social habit. Um, and I honestly enjoyed that back in the day, but nowadays I definitely, if you ask me to go for coffee, I'll most likely grab tea. Honestly. Not even just in like school, but also like a workplace. Like usually, there's like a coffee machine, or you go for coffee, and it's very rare that people will have like tea in their office to offer. Sometimes they will have coffee to offer. Right? Yeah, absolutely, and that's definitely true. And that's why, like you know, at my house, I try to have a little both because even though I'm not a coffee drinker as much anymore, I still have that in my house, but I still have a lot of tea as well. So yeah, you're definitely right about that. So yeah, it's just I think a cultural thing sometimes. Um, but oh well. So as you move on throughout the day, Brishang, what are some of the let's say at the workplace, like either you're working from home or you're at the office? What are some other like throughout the middle of the day in the afternoon? What else, like what do you drink? So throughout the day, you know, if I don't have my tea in the morning, I'll have my tea in the afternoon. But if it's not tea, it's usually water. I have my big bottle of water that I, I usually try to drink. You know, throughout the day. Honestly, these days I love water. Water is super fresh, super. It quenches your thirst no matter what, and it fills you up. Honestly, there's been times and in the middle of the night. I know I'm skipping a little bit ahead, but in the middle of the night, if I get a little bit hungry, I'll drink a little bit of water, and it'll be good because you know water weight is a thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but throughout the day, you know, I love my water, and even if I do have some juice, I love drinking juice. I'm a big fan of juice. I know ju juice can be very sugary, but sometimes I I love drinking those orange juices or apple juices. And in those special occasions, mango juice hits the spot really nicely. Oh, good old mango juice! That's a good one. Absolutely. So, what do you drink throughout the day, Andres? Um, throughout the day, I mainly drink water, um, as well. Uh, before I will have kind of like. So when I was on my gym phase, because very mask of me, <laughs> I would have what's called like BCAAs, which is just basically amino acids. Um, but I get like a nice tea flavor. So in a certain way, I will be drinking uh, iced tea, but like with gains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now I don't do that. I, I mean, I barely exercise, so I don't need that. So mainly drink water. Or if I'm in the mood, then maybe I'll have another cup of tea, another or or coffee. But uh, during the summer, what I will have is I'll have a nice coffee or like a nice tea. But like uh, for that one, I will like I haven't gone to Starbucks and start like I don't go to Starbucks that often here. Uh, but I would go during the summer. I'll go. I'll try to go in order to get some of the some of their thirst quenchers. You know, like the passion fruit, dragon fruit type of vibe, the lemonades. Yeah. Uh, but because the lemonades are too sweet for me, um, what I'll do is just I'll ask for it like without lemonade, and still like fantastic. Like the hibiscus one, fantastic without the lemonade. Same with the passion fruit. The passion fruit without the lemonade is already sweet enough, so I don't need the added sugar of the lemonade. Uh, so I'll have kind of like those type of iced teas. Uh, But yeah, throughout the summer, everything is iced. Iced coffee, uh, iced lattes, uh, anything that can be iced, I'll have it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And I think throughout the day, another thing I 
you know, really enjoy sometimes is chocolate milk. Um, I know that it's a little bit more sugary than normal milk, but I think chocolate milk really hits the spot sometimes as well. Oh, it does. I was not like, but when I was a little kid, I used to drink like chocolate milk, uh, like the Mexican version of Milo. So fantastic. Yes. Uh, but then as I grew up older, I stopped drinking um, chocolate milk, not really a thing. I'll rather have milkshakes, you know, blend some strawberries with the milk, stuff like that. But then lately, a friend, like constantly, she would be like, oh, I'm craving chocolate milk. I was like, what's so special about chocolate milk? Like, it's just chocolate milk. I don't <laughs> like, you know, but then slowly I started like, okay, maybe I'll get like one of those little cartons of chocolate milk. And now I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I have to buy, like, I don't drink it every day, but I have to buy, like, a little carton of chocolate milk, and I have it in my fridge for whenever. For me, it's mostly late at, like, towards the end of the day. I'm just like, mm, I want, like, I want some chocolate milk. Uh, but once again, because it's on the sweeter side, uh, I tend to dilute it with, uh, regular, like, not regular milk, because I don't drink regular milk. Uh, but I'll, like, do half chocolate milk and then half of my oat milk type mm -hmm. of five. But yeah, no, chocolate milk is a thing, and I got hooked because of a friend. Yeah, I recently went to Farm Boy here in Ottawa, and their chocolate milk is probably one of the best chocolate milks I've ever had. I'll have to try it when I go to Ottawa, for sure. Yes, we'll have to go to Farm Boy. You haven't taken me there. Absolutely. Don't worry, I'll take you. Yeah, the, I so I went to Farm Boy. I got this mango juice, really good. I got the chocolate milk. The chocolate milk was so like smooth. I loved it. Amazing. We'll have to go. But let's keep on going with the day. Let's say you're going out with drinks now. Like it's it's a it's either like it's happy hour. So what do you get, Rishank? So my go-to happy hour drink uh, for I would say 60, 70% of the time is a Caesar. Or as they call it, a Bloody Mary. All right, all right. So gotta love the Caesars. You know, I know a lot of people aren't fan of tomato juice, so they don't prefer Caesars, but for me I love having that spicy tomato juice with a little bit of alcohol and you know whatever the garnish they give you whether it's a uh, mini pickled cucumber um, peppers olives whatever it is i love drinking that and the rest of the time i usually get a you know a beer that i haven't had before um, or stella we all know and love stella we do we do and if you know if i'm feeling a little bit more adventurous i'll get a cocktail that you know that i've never heard of before from the menu or that the cocktail that the only that the place only has oh fantastic so you're um you're a person of range yes for i think when i'm going out for happy hours i do like to explore i would say about anything really I, i love to explore but especially for happy hours you know i love trying new cocktails sometimes you don't love it but then that's how you learn right that is true like in terms of cocktails yeah you you need to try a couple in order to know what you like Exactly, exactly. So for me, I stick with those ones. Wine and, you know, wine for the most part, I don't prefer it unless I'm getting dinner. If I'm getting like a fancy dinner, you know, whether it's like a with red meat or pasta or something like that, I would get wine. But for the most part, not. I, I was a fan of wine back in the day, but not anymore. Fair appreciate. That's completely fine. Not everyone can be sophisticated. <laughs> What's your choice of poison during happy hour happy hour so i'm 
Uh, I do like Moscow mules, love them, not only for the drink, but also the aesthetic, you know, they come in the nice copper mugs, so it's always an Instagram moment. <laughs> um, so Moscow mules are a good go-to, um, any type of margarita, sign me up if it's a spicy kind of like jalapeno margarita, even better. I mean, we're, I mean, Quebec, all even just out east, uh, there's no cactus club, <laughs> so... But a go-to of mine at Cactus will be the Bellinis because they're so good. You're right. Maybe they have it somewhere else in out here. Oh, yeah. Of course they will have Bellinis. Like, I mean, it's not like a thing for Cactus Club. <laughs> but, like, I mean, Cactus Club's Bellinis, like, they're good. Like, probably one of their signature things they do. Um, but other than that, beer is always fine. Like, I usually will try to stay with Stella. Just keeping it safe. Uh, don't try to go anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I try to stay more on the cocktail side of thing. Either way, and I usually try to stay within the gin, tequila, uh, tequila realm. From time to time, I do like a Long Island because who doesn't like not knowing how much alcohol there is in a drink without tasting it. <laughs> um, so those ones are fun. But I would say those are like. Those are kind of like my go-to if it's just happy hour with that piece. If it's dinner, uh, honestly, uh, for me, wine, it's either uh, when I'm at home having a nice dinner, either by myself or like with friends or family um, or like a fancy restaurant. Like if we were like if I were to go, let's say like a restaurant like Earl's or Cactus or kind of like that vibe, uh, I will not order wine. For me, wine is more on like fancy restaurant dining mm -hmm. um or for like if we're gonna go there like if it's a special occasion i'll then like okay bring up wine and i think especially yeah that's kind of like what i would do and like i mean over here in montreal is a little bit easier because i know i've touched talked a little bit about it on another episode but over here there are restaurants where you can bring your own wine so then you know you go to the saq which is kind of like the provincial local store you get a nice bottle of wine and then you bring it over to you bring it over to the restaurant and sometimes they're like do you want to chill and they will bring the bucket like so that you can chill your wine if that's the vibe um so that's also always like that's also nice because then you know you're not paying the astronomical prices sometimes that restaurants put under bottles yep exactly i yeah i have been to a couple of restaurants like that where they say bring your own Liquor, which I don't mind, honestly, because sometimes liquor at restaurants can be pretty expensive. So if you take your own, it's cheaper and you can take any leftovers home, obviously. And if you go to a restaurant, you can't really take liquor home. So, yeah, I don't mind that at all. No, absolutely not. So that's, yeah, so that's that's what I would do. Uh, it's a vibe. But, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly, I'm more of a cocktail. I'm a cocktail guy. <laughs> absolutely. So, Andres, after dinner, what are you drinking? You finish your big meal, what do you drink? After dinner um if there's room for something else uh it will be tea or coffee um for me uh, probably like if i'm back home well actually it depends i honestly it will depend on the mood um uh, kind of like what the vibe is um but um like i mean growing up in mexico having coffee after your dinner with a little dessert it's not uncommon it's actually more common than having tea so yeah so i'll have a nice cup of coffee and i could still fall asleep <laughs> how about your shank i know the answer but 
why don't you tell everyone <laughs> absolutely so after dinner there's a couple of choices actually so if you know if we're having people over if i'm at my parents and they have people over we usually make tea uh, milk tea with the um, orange pico tea so that's a classic and then but then here by myself for the most part i have herbal tea i love my herbal teas sometimes it's a green tea sometimes it's you know one of those pomegranate herbal teas that you can get at super soul walmart so i love those but another big thing for me and my family that we drink a lot after eating meals is hot lemon it's pretty much what it sounds like you get lemon juice you boil some water throw it together and then throw some, a pinch of salt or a teaspoon of salt you know to taste and it's pretty much like a hot lemonade i know that sounds really weird but for after dinner it's, it, it's pretty good because if you eat something that's too greasy or too you know um like too oily it really helps and for the most part i think that's my go-to drink after dinner um these days i even do it in the sometimes drink in the morning just as a refreshing wake up drink i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i love i love those love that love that so so much for like yeah like tea like lemon water lemon hot lemon that sounds familiar like i don't remember like that sounds familiar yeah, I don't see. I don't know if it's. I'm sure, like you know, seven billion people in the world. There's other cultures and other places that drink it as well. But hot lemon is something that's pretty popular in Nepal. Even growing up, I remember, you know, whenever we used to go to our relatives' house after dinner, they'd make a glass of hot lemon for everyone. So it's something that I grew up with, and nowadays still keep it going. Love that for you. And then uh, night out. What do you do? <laughs> Well, night out, I haven't had a night out in a long, long time, but similar to happy hour, you know, I, I love cocktails, but cocktails do get expensive in a lot of places. I feel like they're getting more expensive these days, so I don't mind drinking a little bit at home and then going out and grabbing a couple of drinks outside and then sticking with beer. For the most part, these days, I stick with beer for my night outs because they don't get me too drunk too fast, but it's a good you know, you can just keep the ball in your hand, drink it, and then a little bit later go and get another one if you need. But definitely, I think beer is my go-to for night outs. Love that for you, Prashank. Absolutely. How about you, Andres? What's your what do you drink on those party nights? Uh, lately, it's been um, lately it's been beer. I've really been enjoying drinking beer and having a couple of shots. But I mean, it will be very rare for me to buy shots at a place. Unless, like, I'm doing it with a lot of people uh, or, like, with friends. Like, uh, otherwise, I will not be buying shots because they're pricey. So I'll do shots pre-game. But then beer. Beer is good. Yeah, like you said, you can just have the bottle with you the entire time. You're not being awkward with, like, a glass or afraid that someone is going to dump your drink somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, big beer guy. If it's a house party, beer and, and or a bottle of wine. But just because there's more alcohol. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so time to go to bed, Rishang. Do you have a getting to bed ready type of beverage? Um, hot lemon, like I said, you know, that's also after dinner slash going to bed drink or just plain old water. Nothing else for me. I love that. You keep it simple. Keep it simple. How about you, Andres? um usually water i would say so that's usually what i will have or if not i uh, will 
And when I remember and when I'm like in a complete, complete zen type of mind, when I'm just like, okay, Andres, you're an adult type of vibe, I'll have an herbal tea. You know, like some of those twingings, like nighttime tea, sleepy tea, uh, chamomile type of vibe. Uh, but I usually don't do that. I'm too... I don't have the mental capacity to remember to drink tea at the end of the day, but at least I'll have some water just once again to chill the organism before going to bed. But I will not drink that much because then, you know, when you're moving around in bed uh, while you're trying to fall asleep, water just goes all around your belly and that's more uncomfortable than anything. <laughs> Hate that feeling so much. So it's just a little bit of water just to quench thirst. Um, and just to calm the system once again before going to bed. Yep. Um, yeah, for me, yeah, for the most part, after dinner and before bedtime is usually similar because um, most of the time, you know, I eat dinner, I'll chill for a bit, then it'll be bedtime. So it's very common that it's the same thing for me. There you go. I mean, it's, I mean, not everyone has like, but that routine of like having tea every single night. Exactly. But I mean, you do you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As with everything in life, right? Exactly. As long as, like, it's good. As long as it's not creating vicious cycles. As long as it's not an addiction. It is okay to have your own routine. And that also comes to beverages. So no one can come criticize at people. Of like, why are you having coffee first thing in the morning? Like, just let them be, you know? Or, like, <laughs> having coffee late at night. If it ha Like, if coffee affects you late at night, then don't have it yourself. But if it doesn't affect the other person, let them have it. Exactly. Also, what if it's decaf? You don't know. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, decaf coffee honestly isn't that bad. I know people drink coffee, you know, to wake up, but if you if you're like me and you know, coffee makes you jittery or gives you anxiety, decaf it is. Exactly, and especially if you want it also for the taste. You know, probably like caffeine can contribute to the taste, but if you really want to drink coffee for the taste, like there's always nowadays there's very good decaf options. Exactly. So Andres, one last question for you before we, you know, move on to the next section of the podcast. Mm -hmm. What's a drink that you don't like? So, you know, maybe a popular drink that a lot of people like that you don't like, or one that you don't drink often, like soda. What would that be for you? I don't drink pop that often. I'd rather have sparkling water than pop. Um, I just like didn't didn't grow up didn't didn't grow up drinking pop. That's not something. Like, there's moments that I crave it, and I'm like, okay, I'll give myself, like, I'll give that, like, whenever I drink pop, it will be, like, a treat for myself. The exception is iced tea, but I don't consider iced tea pop, <laughs> even though it's a lot of sugar. Uh, but I will not drink that. Um, so it's very rare. Then one that, oh, I mean, it's everyone's go-to, but anything vodka-related, uh, like a vodka can or vodka soda, anything like that, no. Like, no. <laughs> Let's get it out of here. Anything simple like that. Even rum and coke. I'm just like, God, there's so many better cocktails to have. <laughs> to, like... I think rum and coke is one of those things that you just get at the bar because you don't know what else to say. It's a starter it's, drink. <laughs> it's a starter drink. I mean, it's not bad. It is like it does the job. But like, if I'm going to go out and have like a nice cocktail, like a nice, I'm going to treat myself to a cocktail, to a drink. Honestly, vodka cran, vodka soda, uh, rum and coke, they're just like, I can do that at home. Like, I'm coming out, so 
you know, like an espresso martini. Like, yes, you can make those at home, but that requires a lot more effort, you know? So anything, like, honestly, a lot of vodka-based beverages are not my thing. I just, I just don't have a good relationship with vodka. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. How about you, Rishang? What's a drink that you you don't like? Um, so similar to your soda, I think sometimes I get big cravings for soda. It's not I don't like it. I do like it, but I don't drink it often just because it has a lot of sugar. Um, but sometimes I get those big cravings for soda. So I'll grab it, you know, at the convenience store or if I'm eating pizza or momos, definitely need, a, you know, a diet Coke or diet root beer or something. But one thing that I cannot stand at all is kombucha and I don't know how that kombucha got famous. That's maybe something that I got to learn for next episode. But it came out of nowhere, and I know a lot of people like it. But for me, I I hate the taste of kombucha. <laughs> you really, you're one of those. I guess honestly, with kombucha, I mean that's like a completely tired thing. But honestly, I would say it depends the type of kombucha you're getting. I don't know. For me, I've tried like because Agrima loves kombucha, so I've tried kombucha from a lot of stores and different flavors. I'm just not a fan of any of the flavors. And it, like you know, when I went to the U.S., I tried like three or four flavors from Target, and not a fan. I got a couple from, or she got a couple from Amazon, not a fan. So I don't know. Maybe it's just it's one of those things. I think a lot of people either you either like it or you hate it. There's no in between. Yeah, I guess I can see that. It's just like the fermentation of that particular thing, probably not your thing. Yeah, I think that that's probably what it is. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, from, it's a fermented drink. So that, like, I just, I mean, not everyone likes fermented things. So yeah. It makes, it makes sense, makes sense. I mean, out of all drinks, it's not, I mean, a lot of people, I think, side with you on that. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it got popular because I know in the last, like, couple years, kombucha, like, popularity soared so i definitely want to look into that a little bit further probably honestly it's one of those things of like oh like honestly probably will have to do with wellness and health and detoxifying your body kind of like that when like probably got famous around that entire time when i mean nowadays that's still a huge thing but when it was like a peak of like trying to get everyone to wellness and trying to see like natural things like, we need something that has a little bit of fizz, but it's not sparkling water or, like, pop. So then kombucha has that busyness to it. Um, and then the entire, not to be offensive or anything, but, like, the entire yogi moment. Like, let's all get zen. So then I think, I usually, like, when you, for, when I heard first of kombucha, I associated it with, like, very zen people. <laughs> It's one of those influencer things, right? Honest, honestly, it's one of those influencer things. Probably, like, when you, if you do the research on it, it probably will be something like that. I would, I would yeah. Say. At least honestly. in North America. At least yeah. in North America, that's what it's going to be. Probably somewhere else in the world. It's something they've been drinking for a while. <laughs> uh, but in North America, most likely it's going to go with entire wellness. Yep, uh, I, I agree with you. <laughs> All right, Rishang. So let's wrap up this episode. What are you looking forward for this week? So this week, I'm looking forward to being over. To be honest, it's a it's going to be a very very busy week for me. I have nonstop meetings at work Tuesdays, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, pretty much. 
So I'm looking forward to getting through this week as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the best for you, Brigitte. I give you good vibes. Absolutely, Andres. What are you looking forward to for this upcoming week? For this upcoming week, I'm ready. <laughs> It's kind of like similar. I'm looking forward to almost it be over. Uh, I just want this one assignment to get out of the way. <laughs> um, uh, but what am I excited for? Honestly, I am excited for that, for that assignment to be over. And honestly, just spending more time outside. It is just so nice, so pretty um, that I am that that's something looking probably like i'll i'll try to spend as much time as possible outside not like a lot a lot but like you know maybe maybe on thursday or on wednesday i'll go for a little walk around downtown or around my neighborhood like longer than what i usually take charlotte out for a walk just to enjoy the nice weather mm -hmm. yep that's other, idea. yeah other than that nothing too special Yeah, like you know, I think I said this at the beginning of March, but March is one of those months where there's not much happening. There's no long weekends. You know, you're trying. It's that you're trying to get out of the winter into spring, so it's a little bit groggy. The weather outside is slushy, so March is one of those months. You know. Oh yeah, you just have to get through it. Yep, exactly. Because it's a get through month. It, it, absolutely, because once April comes, you know that's when the flowers are going to start blooming all the way. The snow, for the most part, out here in the east should be, you know, mostly melted, mostly gone by April, mid-April, I want to say. But yeah, March is definitely one of those months where it's like, oh, uh, it's like, I would say it's Wednesday of the month. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the Wednesday of the month. I think, honestly... For me, March and August feel like that. Even though August is still summer, it's just the end of the summer that is like, okay. Like, it just feels a little bit like, oh, my God. But definitely March is the... I agree with you. March is a Wednesday of the month. Yeah, for me, August, I think... I do like August because it's still summer. But the th thing about August is, you know, you're going back to the fall and winter, I think. So it's more scared than anything. Um, it's almost like a... I want to say Sunday of the month because you're to heading towards that, you know, fall, winter. Obviously, Sundays, I don't enjoy it as much as I do August. I don't know if this makes sense to anyone else, but <laughs> to me, it makes sense in my head. <laughs> no, it makes sense. It's like, okay, it's still a good time, but you know what's coming after. It, exactly. Yeah, that's, I think, because then by September, by the time September rolls around, school, you know, for most people, school's back in session. Uh, it's starting to get fall. It's a little bit colder. Um, not cold, cold, but still, you know, you you know what's ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I I completely understand. But yeah, so Brashang, where can our listeners reach out to us? So, like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, you can always reach out to us on that Two Average Brown Book podcast on Instagram or Twitter. Hit us up, talk to us about your favorite beverages, what you like to drink. If you don't like to drink anything, how you survive. <laughs> you know, there's there's so much things to talk about in regards to beverages. Absolutely. We want to hear from you. Let us know. Yeah. What's your favorite drink for any time of the day? What is a hot take you have on drink? And talk to us about it. Other than that, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Twelver Schwamber Podcast. And catch us on next Monday with another brand new episode that's going to be special. Other than that, take care of yourselves and talk to you next week. Bye. See ya.